One of the attributes of God that you don't hear a lot about is his impassibility. Um, Attributes of God like his omniscience, the fact that God knows everything, or omnipresence, the fact that he is everywhere, Um, omnipotent, all-powerful. But God is also impassible, meaning he cannot suffer. God, by definition, is perfect, and so can't suffer. He can't get hurt. We can't hurt God because he's perfect. And yet one of the mysteries of the incarnation of what God has done for us in Christ is that he's become passable. Christ's passion is his suffering, that God has taken on the attribute of being able to suffer. He is vulnerable, which literally from the Latin means woundable. We now can hurt God because Christ in God in Christ has made himself woundable, passable. Now these parables that we've been hearing the last few weeks about God's invitation to us, whether that's to work in his vineyard um, or today to, to enjoy the wedding feast of his son, this invitation, it's a pure gift. Um, we somehow, our answer to that invitation, our acceptance or rejection of that invitation affects God. Like he's put himself out there in a way for us. And it matters to him that we say yes. It's important to him because he's gone to such lengths. Um, otherwise, how do you kind of justify all this violence and drama that erupts, like in this parable today? Uh, that he invites us to a feast, a wedding. Imagine if you're invited to a wedding of a family friend or something like that. And by the end of the, of the story, people were being murdered and cities were being burned down. That's what's happened in this parable today. Because it kind of represents the whole human dysfunction. We get it in microcosm, like during the holidays. If, you, if you've ever heard the kind of trope of like, I don't want to go home for the holidays, for Thanksgiving. Christmas, etc., because even though it's all supposed to be about fun and games and joy and being together, it always kind of erupts in some kind of dysfunction or drama or, or violence, psychological or physical, whatever. Um, that that's just part of being human. That God has made us for joy, for easy fellowship and friendship, but we somehow have turned away. We've rejected the invitation. Some of the people just simply ignore the invitation. Some take offense at it and kill the messengers. But God has put himself out there and wants us to say yes. Again, this is something that God did not have to do. Everything about the feast, everything about the banquet is pure gift. Even the fact that it's, it's not for the master himself, it's not for the king, it's for his son. What, it, what is this banquet a symbol of but the mass, which we offer to the father, the sacrifice again of the son, the body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus, which was offered to us, we offer back to the Father again, participating always in that eternal sacrifice. This is the wedding banquet. And what did it cost God to give us this feast? Everything. What what does it cost us to receive the fruit of that feast? Like an hour a week. Not very much. And what do we get in return? an overabundance, more than we could ever possibly imagine. And this is one of the reasons I bring this up, is that, um, especially me and my, my priest friends have, have been talking about, what about when this all ends, this pandemic, and we go back to, you know, quote-unquote normal, and people can come to Mass as they please, like the, without worrying about getting sick or getting other people sick. 
What about when the bishops lift the dispensation? Right now, Catholics are not obliged to go to Mass. Thank God you're here um, because you see some value in it. But you're not technically obliged to go to Sunday Mass right now because of the COVID uh, fact. Um, But what about when it's lifted and we are obliged? As Catholics, we are normally obliged at least once a week on Sunday, the Lord's Day, to attend Mass. And at least once a year to receive communion, to make a good confession and to, to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. But it's not just an obligation, it's an invitation. Not just to do the bare minimum, but to to really savor it. To to console the heart of Jesus in a way by coming to him, by answering the invitation, by allowing him him to give us this gift. And one of the things I worry about is, well, we just get used to not going to Mass. Well, the majority of Catholics, many of whom weren't coming to Mass before anyway, didn't see the value. Well, they just kind of fall away from what little practice they had, or we had, we are a body for us together. And so it's important, I think, to, to pray for ourselves and for the entire church, for our neighbors, our friends, our brothers and sisters in faith, that we appreciate this gift. Um, Jesus speaks in parables, which is the opposite of a fairy tale. A fairy tale is when our imagination makes reality better than it is, right? We take like a horse and a horn and a rainbow, and we put them together, we make a unicorn. Like, it doesn't actually exist in reality, but our imaginations can make it real, right? A parable is the opposite. It's when reality is more wonderful, more beautiful, more abundant than our tiny little imaginations can understand. And so Jesus speaks to us in these, in these metaphors and allegories in order to get us to see what's really in front of us, to expand our imaginations, to understand the gift that we can see but not understand. Pray to have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. We pray for that gift today to understand the gift, the invitation. What is really being given to us? How much does it really cost me to answer that, to accept the gift and to to at least ease Jesus' sufferings a little bit in this sense that I receive what he wants to give me, that I accept the gift of his body, blood, soul, and divinity today in this Eucharist.